God does extraordinary things through ordinary people. So each week we sit down with a soda to hear a story from a different person from our church family. Welcome to the Sodas and Stories podcast, where we dive deep into the hurts, the healings, the tragedies, and the triumphs of all the different members of our church family. Each week we hear about someone different story and what God has done through their lives. Feel free to share and subscribe to what we're doing here. Thank you so much for being a part of this and welcome to the journey. Welcome back to Sodas and Stories. And this week we have a really special guest, someone who's a longtime member here at our church. It's Brenda Key. Brenda! Yay! So, hey! So glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yes. yes. You've been going to Northwest for how long? Almost 30 years. Wow. So, yes. like, the church, I think, has been here around 40? Hey, everybody. So, unfortunately, the producer of this podcast, which is also me, uh, doesn't entirely know how to run a microphone in a podcast. So, as a result, uh, Brenda's responses and stories here started to get pretty broken up, really echoey. Uh, the sound was really, really rough. I did my best to compress it and work with it. Uh, the rest of it is really, really great, and you're going to hear that here in just a minute. But wanted to kind of fill in the spaces that got uh, really rough audio, and I had to just simply edit out. So Brenda uh, has an incredible story where she grew up as the child of a military family, as uh, as a teenager living in, I believe, Germany, her father contracted cancer and she was forced to pack everything up as a teenager and move to San Antonio where she knew basically no one so that her father could come and get treatment. During that time, uh, her father was in military and so she had very much a military upbringing and so she kind of in a lot of ways saw God as a military authoritarian style God, um, who loved her but could be abrasive at times. Oftentimes, how so many people find God in relation to their relationship with their own earthly father. So um, that led to a whole lot of how she saw God, how she viewed the church. Uh, she's been with the church for quite some time, as you probably already heard. After uh, spending some time in high school and going through some tough stuff, watching her dad deal with what he dealt with, as he goes through his treatments, he actually discovers uh, a new side of himself, and so does the rest of the family. He becomes a lot gentler, a lot calmer, a lot more patient, and that kind of led Brenda into her next phase of life when she goes off to college, and she went to Abilene Christian University, studied, I believe, uh, biology, teaching biology or biology education, and from there, while she was there, she also met her husband. And after getting married between her junior and senior year, eventually they end up moving to Victoria, and that's where we're going to pick up on the story. Uh, the rest of it should sound really, really great from everything I've seen, so thank you for holding on to that, and let's get back to Brenda's story. Uh, my husband and I moved to Victoria, Texas. Okay. Okay, so that's where I got a job. He was an electrician, so he decided wherever you get a job, I'll go because I can find yeah. work as an electrician. And what was your major? My major was biology education. Okay. So, Which feeds right into copywriting. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. So I began teach. I began as a teacher in okay. Victoria. Oh, cool. um, I taught um, life science and earth science. 
um, got involved right away with the church there mm. in Victoria. Okay. And um, I knew about the church in Victoria because when I was a senior in high school, I was in, well, Bible Bowl, LTC nice. now, right? Yeah, classic. Uh, classic. Yeah. So we had gone to several events at the church in Victoria okay. to do Bible Bowl. Yeah. So I knew some people there. You know, and so when we moved there, I thought, okay, I know some people here. We're going to go in there. Um, and I got very involved with that. I mm -hmm. think my spiritual life um, really started to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I started um, getting involved with visitation. Um, I started getting involved with um, teaching others, evangelism. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started teaching some ladies' classes, and that was great until um, my marriage started to break up. Mm. And there, now, then when that started, um, and um, that broke up, that was another hit to my spiritual yeah. life. Um, and uh, so when that happened, again... Uh, my husband left. We decided to get a divorce. Um, I lived, while we were separated, I lived with a friend in Corpus Christi, John and Deborah Keller. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Uh, they're so wonderful. Aren't they wonderful? Goodness, they're fantastic. And, and I actually met them, um, when I, in Victoria, they okay. had, it was interesting, <laughs> one, one Sunday, they came in and they sat down. They were all alone, you know, and I thought, there's this couple. Nobody, it seems to be talking to him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go up and talk to him. Not that, you, not that you're outgoing. Or not that, no, uh -uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. So I went up and introduced myself, and we've just been great friends ever since. Yeah. Ever Sweet. since. We've okay. just been very close. And so she, they helped me a lot through my divorce. Mm. I would not... I don't know how I had gotten through my divorce without them. Wow. They were wonderful. They were very supportive. Um, they always gave me a place to stay if I needed a shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. They were right there. They were just wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I lived with them for a while until I um, um, decided I needed to do something, and I didn't want to go back to living in Victoria. Mm -hmm. Um so I moved back in with my parents here in San Antonio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it was it was just like what happened when my dad got cancer. I got mad at God. I didn't want to have anything to do with the church. I didn't, you know, it was, but I did, did the different thing about that aspect than when I was in high school. Of course, I'm a little older and a lot more mature, I guess. But I did a lot more talking with God at that point. Mm, okay. okay? Yeah. And being very honest and mm -hmm. saying, okay, God, I don't like this. And mm -hmm. I'm upset and I don't know what to do. And just being just blunt, yeah. you know, with God. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, saying, I remember sitting um, on the beach in Corpus going, okay, God, you got to talk to me here. I don't know what to do. I don't mm -hmm. know where to go, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so, um, so it just took a while to kind of work through that. 
Um, and again, De- John and Deb Keller, we had long talks into the night, you know, talking about how God works and um, that he still loves us through our trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, and so I would come to church, but again, I didn't get involved or anything. I just would come to church and um, and that's about that's about mm-hmm. it. Um, and again, it took a while, I would say probably a couple of years to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, work through that. At that time, I thought that was changing from biology to copyright was yeah. about that time. Okay. Um, okay. I Because I thought I need to, you know, I was thinking I need to do something else, something different. Oh, so is it like a fresh start? A fresh kind start of kind okay. of thing, yes. And, um, you know, um, Deb, that's kind of what John and Deb were saying is maybe you need just to start over. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are we going to do? And and at the time, I, I, was, I had a friend here who befriended me, um, Debbie Baker. I don't know. She doesn't go here. I don't believe anymore okay. i haven't seen her in a while okay. um but she was a paralegal okay okay and uh so um at about that time i had lived here probably about a year i guess she had someone in her office um who was a who was another paralegal who husband got a job and had to be transferred right away and she was so um, she was left doing both jobs, and so she would talk to me about, oh, this is I've just got so much work to do, you know. And I said, let me help you. Let me. What can I do? Let me help yeah. you. And so I would go up there on the weekends and help her. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of how I learned some of the paralegal stuff. Okay. And I thought, well, I can do this. This yeah. sounds interesting. I can do this. God, this may be God's opportunity saying, this is where you need to go. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started looking into schools for paralegal studies to get my paralegal certificate. And and when that started, a lot changed. Mm -hmm. I went back to school and that started going really well. And so then that got me feeling much better spiritually. You know, I felt better about going to church and trying to meet other people, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that aspect um, really helped, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so um, so it's been, since about that time, it's been uh, a journey that's been the last probably, well, just up until this COVID thing hit, I think that's been, well, that, it, it's been pretty smooth as mm-hmm. far as, spiritual journey yeah. is concerned. Um, and um, I did several years ago, well, it's, oh, it's been almost 11 years I've been at iHeart. I can't believe that. Wow, okay. But yes. Yeah, I, you're working yeah. at iHeart I work for iHeart yeah. Radio, yeah. yes. Cool. And, and this month has been 11 years. Cool. Um, and so before that, I was working in law firms Um, and I did different types of law. I did family law. I did personal injury law. I did some copyright law. Um, but, um, but then, um, the law firm that I was working in, um, the, the partners 
decided to retire, mm. and they were going to dismantle um, the law firm. And so here I am now without a job. Mm. Um, and so that kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it didn't rock my world, but it did, because it was the first time since becoming paralegal that I didn't have a job. It yeah. was, uh, I had always found it, it shook easy. You a little bit, right? It shook me a little bit. Yeah. I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, and, um, and it was at that time that my dad started having problems with dementia. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was in that same year. So, you know, but I think at that time I was a little more strong in my faith, mm -hmm. you know, by that time. Um, and so I don't think it rocked my world as much as it had mm. earlier, um, because I was really founded at Northwest. Um, I was involved a lot with the activities at Northwest. Mm -hmm. So when I got laid off and when my dad started getting sick, I had a big support group yeah. here at Northwest yeah. that I did not have the other two times, okay. you know. Um, and that was immense. Mm -hmm. um, people like um, Alan and Becky Lay mm -hmm. were wonderful. Um, Craig and Becky McClung were mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, and so, you know, I had people like that that I could really, you know, rely on. Yeah. And they really helped out uh, financially. They helped support. Um, and... Um, so that was in 2009. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I started work for iHeartRadio in November of 2009. And my dad continued um, to get sick. Um, and he passed away in December of mm -hmm. 2009. Um, and so again... Again, for some reason, I'm, I don't know, you know, because my faith was stronger, that really, I mean, it rocked my world, but not, not that, not as much as I thought it, mm. it would. But well, I, and I, was there like a buildup to this? Like, you know, your dad contracts dementia it's, and it's kind of a progression yes, before he finally before passes. Before he, yes. It kind of gives you a little bit of time to wrap your mind around this, have yes. some conversations with God. Exactly. In the process. Exactly. Whereas yes. as a 16 year old, you got enough changes going on. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. throughout what, in two months, you're not in Germany, you're yes. in San Antonio. No, yeah. no friends. Yeah. And you're, you're right. I had, and, and I had my family here. Mm -hmm. I, I had my Northwest family yeah. here that really, um, and at the time, um, my dad, before he got dementia, my dad was doing a lot for the church as well. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the treasurer at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. He did all of the money. Um, he and... Um, um, when we would do family retreats, he would go out and he would be the main cook for our, nice. yes. So, um, so everybody knew him in the kitchen mm -hmm. when we did. So, so everybody knew, they all knew my dad, they all knew. And so when, um, I remember Terry Weaver here, um, coming out to me the first time saying, you know, this was even before he had the diagnosis of dementia. She was worried because he was making mistakes in the money mm. problems. And, you know, she felt because that had never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, it's, and it says something about who he was, the fact that 
Because oftentimes when money mistakes get made in churches, it's like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. what's pocketing stuff. And exactly. Terry, and it shows that how good of a relationship you had with Terry for her to say, hey, he never does stuff That's like this. Right. Exactly. What's going yeah. on? What's going on? Something's yeah. going on, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that and then I started noticing other things. That's when you know I started thinking, oh, you know, things are not, mm-hmm. you know, um, and um, and so yeah, it progressively got worse. Um, and Terry felt really bad because she did not want to tell him okay, you can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, that, but it showed the compassion. Yeah. It showed the, and I think that all that kind of stuff like that helps, helps you in times of struggle, mm. you know? And it also helps you keep your faith mm-hmm. during times of struggle. Yeah. Um, it, it gives that, you know, okay, you know, this is happening, but, other people are seeing it. They're compassionate. They know about it. Um, and and that, I think, helps with the other times when, you know, when I'm 16, you know, I may have had, had people in my life, but not, not like I had at the time my dad got sick, too. Um, and so... So again, I had um, I had some issues like you do with any kind of death, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody has those. Yeah, especially you a know, parent. A yeah. parent, yes. Um, but but the fact of having a church home, the fact of having knowing people, they know your family, they know you, um, really helps establish that. Um, this is how God wants it. This is mm-hmm. how it should be, mm-hmm. you know. And and also, this is how, this is how God is. Mm-hmm. If God really loves us, like He does, He knows we're going to have hard times, mm-hmm. but He is going to help us. Um, and so, I think that helped in dealing with the death of my, mm-hmm. of my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and God is. It's like this presence of I'm, you're going to have some hard stuff, but what's what I'm hearing you say in, in all these trials that you've been through, even going back to when you were 16, is you never felt like God wasn't there. No, that's You were right. always talking with God the entire time. And that, I think that's powerful because I think feeling an abandonment of God, that's that that can be dangerous territory. Yes, exactly. And you felt anger toward God, which yes. I, I think it sounds like you grew up with authoritative God. You're almost a little scared to be angry with him. Like, well, he might, he <laughs> exactly. might, he might yeah. give me a divine spanking, and you know, yeah, we don't want that. But yeah. you know, when you look at the Psalms, David does the exact same thing. I mean, Psalm 13: How long will you forget me, Lord, forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me? Exactly. And right. and so, right. is this? He's not saying I don't believe in you so much as. Are you paying attention to what's going on here? Like my life's kind of miserable right now, and are you not going to at least kind of help me? Exactly. In some way? Yes. It sounds yes. like you had some similar I conversations. Had, I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I did. Yeah. I think growing up, you know, when your dad is like my dad, who was in the military, mm-hmm. you know, the military is all about authoritative yes. and duty, mm-hmm. and you and and I think that's how I perceived God yeah. was because that's. How I was raised, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was interesting too that after, 
uh, my dad got Hodgkin's disease, um, and he came through that. Um, he became a lot softer, mm. a lot more compassionate, a lot more humble. And I think that kind of changed my view of God, too, to okay. say, oh, well, okay. You know, because I think a lot of times what we do is we take our father figure and and whether we realize it or not, that's kind of how our father was is the way how our God is. Yeah. You know, in a lot of instances, especially growing up, I think that's how we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so once I saw that kind of change in my dad, I think that helped me get a bigger perspective of God, mm-hmm. meaning God can be authoritative. God is in control. Um, God is um, just, and he meets out justice, but there's the other side of him too. There's the compassionate side. There's the love side. There's the, and I think growing up, I didn't see that a whole Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. I didn't see that. And then, you know, once my dad became, you know, he got sick and, and I grew up a little bit and saw the changes, then that's when I'm seeing more about that other part of God. Mm. Not that I don't discount the authoritative, who God is, you know, he is God no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you see that other part. So there became a more of a balanced view yeah. of who God is. Yeah. And that's what I try to do today is to is to kind of look and see both sides mm-hmm. of God. Because yeah. I think we need, I think God is both sides, you know. There's both parts of him. And I think we need both parts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, of that. I did five years or more like seven years of youth ministry before mm-hmm. coming into this position. And I told parents this all the time. I said, it is incredible the correlation that I see between how kids view God and how kids view their dads. Exactly. It's incredible. It's incredible. And I think a lot of that it has is. to do, I think the number one thing that has to do with is when we pray, most of us, at least in our tradition, say Father. Father. And we mm-hmm. don't say God. No. We don't say Lord. We don't say right. Creator. We say we Father. We say Father. And so that immediately for young kids uh, and even teenagers, they equate the same thing. Yes. So what's my dad like? Mm-hmm. And so for the kids who had dads who abandoned them, who didn't mm-hmm. pay much attention, mm-hmm. they spiritually, they really struggle. And I mean, right. even if they were present, even if they were well-behaved kids, they would really struggle to feel truly loved by God. Right. Because they didn't feel loved by their earthly father. And right. so you're, you're saying a ton of those same kinds of things. Exactly. And so you see this change in your own dad. It's around the same time. You also see wait, there's more to this authoritative, uh, you know, lieutenant colonel of a God that I believed in for so long. And now there's this loving, gentle, kind creator who holds me in his hands and hugs me close to him. Yes, yes. So tell me this, what what is your relation to Ken and Shirley? Okay. Or connection to them? Okay. Shirley is my mother. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yes. Shirley is my mother. Um, and Ken is my stepfather. Okay. 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 Um, my, my mom met Ken about, uh, six years ago. Okay. So my dad had been gone about five years. Okay. 
And um, and so then they met. Actually, they were my dad and my mom were mall walkers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Classic. And, uh, classic. classic retired people <laughs> exactly. thing to do. Well, I love you it. know, yeah. The thing is, it it was um, you know, the doctor was telling because after my dad had cancer, he got he did that. Then he ended up when I was in uh, college, he ended up having a heart attack and had to have triple bypass oh, surgery. Okay. And so... Um, he went through the ringer. He did. Goodness. He did. I remember Bill Cryer was the one who did his surgery and told okay. my dad... And actually, my dad ended up, because then he had that, and then about 10, 15 years later, he had to have another heart surgery. Whoa. And so <laughs> Bill Cryer was always saying... Man, you just can't get down. You're just like the Energizer Bunny. You yeah, just, just keep coming back. back. Yeah. You know, you just keep coming back up. Um, and uh, so after the second surgery, you know, they told my dad, you need to be doing some exercise. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they got into mall walking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were very faithful with that, made some good sure. friends there. Yeah. And um, so uh, after my dad passed away, uh, you know, of course my mom didn't do anything for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I said, I told her, I'm like, you know, you need to get up and start doing some things. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I suggested go back to the mall, <laughs> go <Nice>. back, to- <laughs> nice. go back, go back, yeah. go back to the mall. Yeah. I said, because at least that tells you, you know, if I get up in the morning, I have something to do. Mm-hmm. I have to get dressed, and I have to get over yeah. because they are expecting me. Yeah. Yes, and so that gives you something. Actually, that's where she met Ken. Okay. Because he was also a mall walker? Yes. Okay. But he hadn't been a mall walker until the same thing after his wife passed. Oh, okay. After his wife passed, his daughter was living with him at the time, and he was moping around and so forth. And his daughter was like, why don't you get up and go walk at, at the mall? You know, there's people there. There's a group. They'll go have coffee yeah. after they walk, you know. And so he started walking there. And that's how they met. Cool. Okay. Yes. They travel around the country like nobody's yes, they business. Do. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And they frequent Whataburger more than any other couple I'm I telling know. you. They, they're at Whataburger all the time. They are. They are. The people know them at Whataburger. Yeah, they're, they're yes. regulars. <laughs> that's right. They're yes. regulars. Yes. They know. Yeah. I, I know. And, they love it. And even when they go on road trips, if they can find a, a Whataburger, they will eat exactly. it. Do they order the same thing every time? Um, My mom usually does. He okay. changes up a little yeah. bit. But my mom, yeah. She <laughs> orders the same thing, but I love it. oh yeah, they love Waterburger, and uh, I was so excited when James Avery started coming out with the little Waterburger charms because I'm like, <laughs> well, there's my Christmas present. There you go, exactly. Years. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so you mentioned a little bit about going through your divorce and how tough it was. Um, how? How did you want people to kind of approach you and talk with you about that? Is because that's an identity change for you. Yes. And oh so yeah. Big time. Differently. So yes. how how did you want people to approach you, perceive you? Because um, as someone who's been through divorce, you now see the world in a different way, and you're going to see church in a different way too. Exactly. And you talked a lot about that. Yes, so I do. What did you want people to? How so? Basically, coach our church now. 
into talking with those who are currently going through divorce or have dealt with divorce? I think one of the things is um, to um, to recognize that um, that we are still in a way we are still the same person Mm -hmm. and and um and it's not something i think the biggest thing is to realize it's not something to be ashamed of Mm -hmm. i think that's what i really struggled with yeah as far as because being raised in the church of christ no one got divorced yeah. in the church Christ growing mm-hmm. up. That was like taboo. Mm-hmm. And at the same point, I think one of the things is I was the first one in my family to go through a divorce. Okay, okay that's yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that's really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, because and so it, it, because there it there was a a, a shamefulness mm-hmm. that I felt, and I I, I would not want. And one of the things is to realize um, that it's it happens. Mm-hmm. It just like with yeah. other kinds of sins of people, it happens. Mm-hmm. And so we shouldn't be um, af- afraid to to even broach the subject with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think some people didn't want to come and talk to me about what was happening, mm-hmm. and. Because I think they didn't know what to say, and okay, they didn't. So you didn't. You don't know that they felt like you were like they were judging you so much as they just didn't know. I think that's what, what it was. Okay. I think there was some judging. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just human nature. Yeah. To yeah. a certain extent. No. Oh, yeah. But people, um, though, I felt like people didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. People didn't know how um, to. Uh, to even whether I should, do I bring this up? Do yeah. I ask her about it? Do mm-hmm. I not? Does she want to talk about it? Um, I think people shouldn't be afraid to ask that. Yeah. I think that some people may want to talk. I would have mm-hmm. talked about it. Mm-hmm. But um, some people may not. But I think it's okay to ask about it. Yeah. I think it's okay to say, hey, you know, yeah, I hear you're going through a divorce. You know, mm-hmm. that's got to be really tough. And so I think that's one thing is yeah. to be able to to be comfortable enough because we're family. Yeah, and it's it's you hard know, to question whether or not you care when you. Yes, you exactly, question. exactly. Um, and sometimes I think um, to ask, is there something that I can do? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want someone to just sit with you? It's kind of like going through grief mm-hmm. of someone who has passed. It's kind of like a death. I think divorce is kind of like a death in that you're going to have a point of grieving. Mm, okay. okay. And so okay. when you are grieving, sometimes you want to talk, sometimes you don't want to talk. But sometimes you don't want to be alone, but you want someone there too. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And so I think that is, um, you know, something to help that mm-hmm. would um, that would really help. Um, and I think having, um, like having these divorce support groups that Mm -hmm. we have going through that, uh, I think that helps. Yeah. I think that helps in that, um, you know, getting to know, um, 
other people who are going through the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as well. Um, and I think also one of the things I think I learned a lot from Deborah Keller, I remember when I went through the divorce, uh, going through the divorce, one of the things she said to me was that, well, Brenda, I don't know why God is having you go through this, but I do know that he's going to use you through this. Wow. He is going to, you know, he, she said, you know, years down the line, there may be someone who's hurting just like you. Mm. And what you're going through right now is preparing you for that person down the road. I'll never forget that. That's just Deborah being Deborah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is, goodness. isn't it? I mean, yes. that's Deborah. That's yeah. Deborah. But it has stuck with me. Yeah. It has really, because I think, and so when I hear other people, you know, they're going through the divorce, boy, I'm going to go right to them because yeah. I think, that's God saying, Brenda, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. You are just fit to be able to go and help that. Yeah. And I see that in a lot of other, you know, situations that I'm going through mm -hmm. is to, you know, I know you can't see it now. God has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there is going to be someone later who's going to need to know what you went through and support. And I have seen that in my life so many times. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'll tell you, a big place where you are a massive support system is in our food bank. You are a regular down yes, there. Yeah. Uh, are you there every Sunday and Thursday? I'm there, not every Thursday, because okay. sometimes it's tough with work. Yeah, yeah. You know, but usually every Sunday, mm -hmm. yes, I am there. Yeah, and yes. so right now, because of COVID, we've been forced to change our system where people yes. used to come into our building to pick all the produce out. Well, now we just upload, we load produce there. Correct. So I thought one of the coolest things, one of my favorite things to watch was when people would come in, when I was helping out with the food bank, and I would mainly just help people with, you know, baskets, shopping carts. But you're there all the time, and you do all the, the data entry. Data entry, yes. For people. So you get to know these people's names. You know yes. they're a little bit of personal information. And so right. one of the cool, one of my favorite things is watching these people come in, and you have big hugs for half the people who walk in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who in the world is yes. that? And, like, and you know their name. You know their kids. You might yes. know about their pets. Yes, and, exactly. And you're asking yes. for these unique little things just for these particular people. And so you know these people, and – even though we're a subsidiary of the San Antonio Food, food Bank, Bank, yes, we are. We're still finding a way to minister to people, and like you're, you're the epitome of that. And oh, so, thank you. I know it's been really tough for you because we've yes. had to change our system. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, you're still checking people in, but we have to radio you the numbers. And so, <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been one of the people at times who I've gone and like checked on numbers and stuff, and I'll you know seven three two, and then. You'll give the name and like, yeah, that's it. Just okay. Tell them I said hi. Check yes. on how they're doing here. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm like maybe yet. Brenda should be going through the cars. And, <laughs> yes. Like she's the one who needs to hug all these people. I think there was one time you were like, give them a hug for me. I was like, Brenda, that's not allowed. Don't I know exactly. <laughs> I know it's not allowed. That's right. Like, I can't do that. I know. I know. And I love doing that. The reason, well, there was a couple reasons why I started staying in with the computer. Number one is a lot of people don't know the software yeah, 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 the so they like me right there yeah, you yeah. know also when it's you know 100 degrees i love them but it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> and so 
So we walked yeah. out, what was this, like two months ago when Ashley and I walked out and uh, to take names and numbers and information. And right as we walked out, it just starts pouring rain. Oh, yeah, I remember you, that. Yeah, yes. you were, like we yeah. went up to the badgery area and grabbed all the towels that they had. We were drenched. drenched. And it was just cold enough where it was miserable. <laughs> exactly. And we yes. had an umbrella. It didn't matter, though. It just kept it just, our heads dry. Exactly, that was it. Everything yeah. else yes, got yeah. soaked. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was like, I, I, that actually was the point. I was like, now I get why Brenda wants to do the computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I that's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. But I do, I love to meet the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of them, I started, actually, it was funny. I started working there. Um, again, I, at the time my dad passed away, you know, my mom was like, and I'm like, mom, let's get you involved. Let's yeah. get you something. And she goes, well, I've always wanted to work at the food bank downstairs mm -hmm. in the pantry. Yeah. I took her over to David St. James and said, here you go. Take her. <laughs> yeah. He is. Hey, for anybody listening right now as part of our church, if you're looking for a place to get plugged in, food bank is terrific. There is a job for everyone. Exactly. My five-year-old son has helped with that's food right. Bank. Exactly. Everybody yes. can help. Everybody can help. And so, and then um, it, um, you know, she started it and she was really enjoying it. So then that's when I started. I said, oh, she was like, come on, Brenda, you, you can. And now you're more connected than she is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I must say with all this COVID stuff, she really misses yeah. working. Oh, I bet. She we miss really having her. does. Yeah. She wants to come back so bad, mm. but she's going to be 90 in February, yeah. believe it or not. Wow. And so David's like, oh no, no 90 year olds coming right now. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, unfortunately, yeah. but she really, really oh, yeah. misses it. You know, yeah. Maybe we so. can like FaceTime her in and she can just watch. Exactly, just tell yes. Us what, what we're doing wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. So, uh, so we got a few more minutes. How's COVID been for you? Just dealing with the last eight, nine months. What's that been like for you? It has you are, been. Obviously, if you're still listening at this point, you know that Brenda is a little extroverted. <laughs> yeah, just a little she bit. Yeah, people, she, I so do, yeah. That's been really hard on extroverts. I talked to introverts yes. and like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, this uh, is awesome. Oh, uh, no, it's I'm been terrible. Yeah. It, it, I've struggled with depression. Mm. I've struggled with, because it's very difficult. Um, I'm working from home, mm -hmm. um, which in some ways is good. But I do miss my colleagues because, yeah. like you said, I'm an extrovert. Your peeps for eleven years too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then we got some. Some of them had gotten laid off because of COVID, oh, yeah. and so that's been tough too. Because mm -hmm. again, eleven years, and it's it's yeah. really tough. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's tough. Um, well, like you said, I can't see my, my peeps at the food bank, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and a lot of other, so it's been really, um, it's been really tough. And I think part of the, is also, um, how do I put this? It's, it's the fallout, what I call the fallout of COVID, okay. meaning, um, the laying off of jobs, mm -hmm. the, um, the people, um, struggling with financial matters, mm -hmm. um, the fact that, well, you know, I can't travel, my parents can't travel, my parents, you know, are at home all the time, um, the fact of, um, uh, just, um, 
problems at church, problems mm-hmm. with other relationships, you yeah. know. Those are those are tough things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, problems in our country. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, so it's just the fallout yeah. of everything. It's the social tensions. Um, it is not being able to, you can't communicate as well. Mm. As much as you try, you know, it's hard to communicate unless yeah. you're face-to-face. And there's only so much that Zoom can do. Exactly, you know, Zoom yes. Zoom they're yes. good things. They are. And I'm thankful for them. They've gotten me through a lot of this. Yeah, but exactly. At the but same time, it's like being physically present with someone. Yeah, can you imagine Zooming with God? That I know. Just, that's unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and as you know, I tutor as well. Yeah, that's right. And so, and so it's been really difficult because... I can only do so much with Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of kids out there who are struggling too yeah. because they don't do things unless they're in a classroom with mm-hmm. the teacher right there. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's been really tough. So uh, my tutoring business, so to speak, has really increased okay. because these kids are having you know, they're having a hard time mm-hmm. with this, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, and I think that's more the problem. You know, to me, we can we can deal with COVID as far as we can do things that keep us safe. Mm-hmm. We have the mask, we have the social distancing, you know, we have that. But the fallout because of, and I think spiritually, I mean, mm. I can see the fallout spiritually. Yes. You know, yes, you can watch, you know, you can watch the worship service, you know, online at home. It's just not the same. Well, it's like it's you like know? saying, hey, I'll the, your favorite musician or artist is going to be in concert. You can go to the concert or you can watch the live DVD. Yeah. That's not a hard decision. That isn't. That's right. Exactly. And, and I think it's the same concept. That yeah. I think about. it's the same concept. And I think, too, you know, I think, again, people may be, okay, God, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, they're, they're struggling with that as well. Yeah. And this is a really you great know? time for us to walk alongside people. And with COVID, we, you can't. That's right. Exactly. So That's you're just stuck. It. So I mean, you're we're stuck. We're doing what we can. Yes, we're doing what we can. But yeah. and I find that as an extrovert very difficult. Yeah. Because I want to go up and walk beside that person. Mm-hmm. I want to go up and hug that person. I want to go up and and you know. Um, so I think um, you see the fallout in in. In families, in mm-hmm. society, and so yeah, it's it's been very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. for me as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I and I wanted to ask you about that. I had heard that this had been tough on you, and I mean, I know how extroverted you are, so yeah. it's like I didn't have no one had to tell me. I just kind of knew. <laughs> you kind of so, knew, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know yeah. that's been tough on a lot of people, but I I wanted you to expand on some of that because. You and I are not the only people who struggled with this yeah. through dealing with this isolation. There was a study that a professor at Harvard did that came out and he said the um, the physical toll that social isolation takes on you, if you are uh, completely alone for a day, despite not wanting to be that way, it is the equivalent of 14 cigarettes smoked in oh one day. Oh my gosh, wow. And so imagine, yeah. you know, yeah. adding up those days. And so 
there's there's some long term effect. People talked about the long term effects of COVID. There's some long term effects of isolation too oh, yes. that we're not yeah. going to know for right. three, yes. four, five years yeah. down the road. Right. But it's changed the landscape of a whole lot of what we're doing. And we're learning about ourselves, and in some ways, though, it's just been tough. It's just, just been general. tough, yeah, exactly. And it's nobody's yeah. fault. I mean, I no. can tell, like, you're not blaming anybody no. for this. It's uh-uh. just No, it's rough. just, it's been rough. And, you know, speaking of physical, you know, I through all of this, you know, I've had issues with, you know, some physical issues. And my mm. mom was always asking, what do you think it is? What is?" And I said... It's this COVID thing. Yes. I think it is a it's a response my body's response to stress. Mm. Yeah. Prolonged stress yeah. over, you know, that. I think that's part of what it is. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well you're just you're just yeah. powering through though, and I love it. Oh it's thank fantastic. you. <laughs> And I know, I know, like not everything's great, but hey, the food bank has allowed you to still come in, yes, still participate that's true. there. Yes, yeah. And we're finally, and we're finally coming back. Yeah, slowly yes. but so surely. That, slowly but surely, we're coming back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm. As, yeah. As things expand, I know that more and more people are coming. Our, our Wednesday night Bible studies have started back, and more and more people are starting to flow into right. that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. So it's coming, and I can see it. I, you know, I, I can see it coming. You know, I think it's, um, you know, I'm hoping and praying that the worst is over. Mm-hmm. As far as that's concerned, I know not in all parts of the country it's not that way. But yeah. here in San Antonio, I think, it's you know, it's gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot better. And uh, and so in that aspect, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, Brenda, thank you so you much know, well, for thank coming. thank you for inviting me and I, thank you for listening to me. I, <laughs> together this Good. has been so this much has fun been great this it's has like, been fun yeah you've shared your heart yes. on so many of these things you've just you've gotten to sip on a uh, classic yes, American a classic drink. Co- that's right exactly and thank so, you yeah we're learning thank you very stuff. much yes I, there's parts of your story i did not know about and so sharing those little things and hopefully people hearing this will think you know maybe i learned something new about brenda but also here's something i can connect yes. with her on that's the whole point of this exactly so. and i love this this is a great idea thank you casey it really is yeah. yes we're having fun so yes all right well we're gonna sign off okay thank you yeah, thank, thank you, you. y'all uh-huh. have a good one mm-hmm. all right once again a big thanks to brenda key for coming in and sharing her story heard some really awesome stuff um Still working on some of the volume control stuff. As you can see, uh, the intake was a little too loud, so it probably kicked back quite a bit on some sound stuff. And uh, Brenda has uh, got that that big, loud personality that we love so much about her. So thank you so much to Brenda. Thank you for those of you who have been patient and graceful with me as a producer. Uh, hopefully we'll have a new special person coming up next week. Really excited for it. Thank you for listening, and you'll have a blessed day. Got the stars, look how they shine for.